Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. So glad to be with you again today. Hope things are well in your world. And uh, wow, it's uh, time this year is really going by fast, isn't it? And uh, never a boring moment, that's for sure. Look, we are in a, a, a season of uh, just uh, a really huge change. And, and now really is the time for us to seek the Lord and to, uh, and to call on Him and, uh, and to put God's Word into practice in our lives. That's the best way that we can navigate through the waters of change that we find ourselves in um, just uh, as a people in the United States and then worldwide as well, then as believers. And, you know, this is an exciting day. Let me say it again. Uh, we are living in a day where um, uh, the, the negatives are on the rise, but at the same time, the Spirit of God is on the rise. And even though the Spirit of Antichrist will one day manifest himself in a very strong way, and it's already started, we have the promise of Scripture that there's going to be a tremendous move of the Spirit just prior to the rapture of the church. So we're right in the middle of that. So I'm talking about things we can do to be ready for the days we're living in, for the changes we're making, then also how we can avail ourselves to be used by the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts to set other people free. So I'm talking about 10 reasons every believer should pray in the Spirit every day. And we're on, uh, we're on reason number four. The first one is, and I've covered all these, it's God's will for every believer to pray in tongues or in the Spirit. Secondly, it helps unseat the control that the unrenewed mind exerts over your spiritual life uh, by praying in the Spirit. Th- number three, praying in the Spirit provides a way for us to pray about things we don't know about. And then here's where we left off. Uh, praying in the Spirit provides a way to pray God's perfect will. And so let me mention these scriptures. And even though I've mentioned them before, I like to read them. Romans 8, 26 and 27, remember, reveals likewise the Spirit helps our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought or should, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind or the will of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And so again, verse uh, Romans eight twenty eight, we often... Uh, quote that out of context because we don't uh, we don't link it to Romans eight twenty six and twenty seven because we're praying the will of God because we're praying in the Spirit praying the will of God out as we pray in the Spirit by the aid of the Holy Spirit Romans eight twenty eight says and now we know God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. And um, I like, again, Romans eight twenty eight Amplified New Testament says, we know that God being a partner in their labor, um, all things work together and are feeding into a plan for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So again, I really, really like that. Again, 1 Corinthians 14, um, 13 says, let him who speaks in a tongue pray or ask that he may interpret. Now, you know, when I first got filled with the Holy Spirit in 1976, I was encouraged by those who ministered to me to go read 1 Corinthians 14 in, in totality. And I'd encourage you to do that. 
And then uh, it was brought to my attention what I just read in verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 14, where it says, let him who speaks in a tongue pray or ask that he may interpret. So I was told, you know, make sure you ask the Lord that when, when he wants you to know what you're praying in the Spirit, that he would give you the interpretation. So I've been praying that way all these years. And, you know, now, uh, and I left off the last time talking about instances of when I prayed in the Spirit and God gave me the interpretation. So uh, sometimes I pray in the Spirit, I get nothing, just pray in the Spirit. Then I pray with my natural mind things that I need to pray about. You know, Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry over anything, whatever. Tell God every detail of your need in sincere and thankful prayer. So, you know, there is a place where you pour out your heart to God and things that are on your heart, on your mind, that trouble you. You talk to them about him about them. That's wonderful. It's another way to pray where you're praying in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit prompts your thinking and brings things to the forefront you would not otherwise pray. He brings them up. You think about them, and uh, and then you pray them out. And, uh, and so that's a different way to pray. So um, I'm in the middle of explaining just kind of how this works, praying in the Spirit. And then God giving you something after you pray in the Spirit. Now, I normally spend a season of praying in the Spirit in the mornings. And then throughout the day when I'm commuting and in between things in my office, I'm just doing things in general, uh, I'm praying in the Spirit usually. And so I uh, try to spend at least an hour a day praying in the Spirit. There's nothing in the Bible that says you has to do, have to do that, but it's a wise thing, I think. So um, I'm giving you some illustrations of just kind of how this worked. I left off last time just when COVID broke out. God gave me the word nefarious and attached it to COVID-19. Now, it's uncanny to me. In fact, recently a movie just came out. It's a Christian movie. The name of the title of it is Nefarious. And I hear now that word nefarious as I'm reading articles, I'm listening to people. I hear the word nefarious mentioned more than I ever have. And the uncanny thing for me is God gave me that word in my prayer life. And I knew that it had something to do with the direction of the world and what was happening with the COVID-19 and, and the responses to it worldwide. So let me also give you another illustration of just kind of how this works. So again, towards the end of May of 2020, I was praying in the Spirit. And I don't know if you remember uh, May of 2020, towards the end of that month, first part of June, uh, the Antifa riots began to break out in various cities all over the United States. I know here in Raleigh, you know, downtown, we had to board up the they boarded up businesses and such and <clears throat> kind of closed some things down uh, because of uh, potential rioting. And that happened all across the nation. And um, it was really interesting. So I was praying in the Spirit during this time. Of course, I, like you, listened to the news and such and, and found out about the rioting happening in various cities across the nation. And as I was praying in the Spirit, I remember towards the end of May praying in the Spirit. And when I got quiet, now here's another way. Uh, or another thing we need to understand about praying in the Spirit. Often when you pray in the Spirit, you don't know what you're praying. But see, praying in the Spirit, in fact, again, let me say that uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 14 Amplified says this, If I pray in a tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. So listen, when I'm praying in the Spirit, that's by the whole unction of the Holy Spirit. And he's, and he's the one that's providing the language that I pray in uh, and so the Holy Spirit knows everything. And so here's what happens. If you spend some time praying in the Spirit, even if at the moment you don't get any interpretation of what you're praying, 
If you'll just kind of get quiet at the very end of that season of prayer you're having, whatever time that you're having it, if you just get quiet for a few minutes, here's what happens to me. Words float up. Words come up. And I've had it happen so very, very many times in life. And it happened there in the end of May 2020. Um, I was praying, got quiet after my little time of praying in the Spirit. And a word that I just don't ever use came up, and it was the word subversion. And so because I never used the word subversion, I went to the dictionary and said, why? And so I sat there for a while, and that word subversion kept coming up, and it was in the context of the rioting that was going on throughout the nation. Now listen to the word subvert. Subversion is the act of subverting, but the word subvert to overthrow something established or existing, to cause the downfall, ruin, or destruction of, to undermine the principles of, to corrupt. That is to subvert. See, subversion, generally speaking, when most people use it, has, it has to do with the subversion of a government. And friends, these riots had to do with the overthrow, listen, of our government. The synonyms for subvert, capsize, contaminate, corrupt, debase, defeat, demolish, deprave, depress, extinguish, invalidate, invert, level, overthrow, overturn, poison, pull down, raise, reverse, ruin, sabotage, supersede, supplant, suppress, topple, tumble, undermine, upset, vitiate, wreck. I mean, my goodness. So when that happened, I thought, what? Why did I just pray in the Spirit and the word subvert? So I'm telling you, these riots, they had to do with the subversion or the, the eroding of our governments. And now listen, this is a little bit of a story, true. So give it about a month, uh, Susan and I, I, I do take a break on occasion. So Susan and I had a weekend that we went to uh, the beach, a beach in, on the East Coast. And um, uh, and it's a beach we frequent uh, a good bit. And uh, this little beach just has one little, you know, road for the main street. And it's a great little beach in South Carolina. And we went. And so we had a condominium. And I went to go per, uh, rent uh, one of these golf carts, you know, uh, to be able to transport us and our stuff. I think we had a daughter with us. And so we were going to go to the beach and ride in the cart to the beach from our condominium we had rented. And uh, so I went to this golf cart place that had been there in that place for a long time. And, um, and I think I'd used them before at that beach. And so I went. And I was in the process of filling out the paperwork and, you know, talking to the owner. And, and this, this, again, this business had been in business, I think the lady told me, for over 30 years. And so here's what I said. I said, oh, by the way, oh, by the way, um, did you have any problems with rioting the end of uh, May, first part of June? Because we did. I told her I was from Raleigh. She said, well, actually, oh, yes, 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 I did. And here's what she told me. She said about 25 people showed up in that little town. And um, anyway, she talked to me a minute about that. And then she said, and they came to rent some golf carts, but we had determined uh, since this, uh, this stuff was going on nationwide with this rioting and such, that, that we were not going to have it on our one little block here, our one little Main Street. And she said, so all the business owners, we decided we have armament, and we boarded up as we needed to. 
And they didn't bother us, she said, but 25 people came. They were all from out of town. And, um, and she said, here's what she said. They didn't do anything. Their town was fine. But the people had rented some places, so they just stayed at the beach for a few days and went to her place to rent a golf cart. And so here's what she told me. Now, this lady said it. She said, you won't believe what, um, what, how they paid. She said, so they rented their golf carts, went to pay for them. All of them. There were several of them that rented carts for the big crowd. And she said all of them had paid for uh, prepaid uh, credit cards with the name of an international businessman on it. And it was quite shocking. <laughs> the initials are GS. Figure it out. I was shocked. See, this happened all over the nation, and it was a subversion. Now, the Lord spoke to me about that after I was praying in the Spirit to let me know there were things that were seeking to undermine the normals in America, and I just needed simply to pray. So, see, I'm just trying to get you to see that your prayer life can be very practical and current and contemporary with what you're dealing with in life. Here's another and has another word. Again, I'm praying in the spirit, October of 2021. I'm minding my own business. We were just about through with the COVID thing. And I'm minding my own business. And, uh, you know, things are beginning to change. And, um, you know, I just felt like we're at a turn nation worldwide. Things are changing. So I prayed in the spirit again for a good season, probably about an hour. And I sat back on my couch and just sat there for a few minutes. And a word I never used came up. It's the word epoch, E-P-O-C-H. And so when that word came, I had to look it up. And an epoch means, an epoch means a particular period of time marked by distinctive features, events, etc. The second definition, the beginning of a distinctive period in history of anything. Uh, Number three, a point of time distinguished by a particular event or state of affairs. A memorable date. So again, an epoch and uh, an epoch, however you want to pronounce it. Well, that came to me, and that let me know that things were changing. Uh, synonyms, an age, a date, an era, a span, a time. So we're living in an epoch. That means really significant things are happening that are really beginning to change uh, how life is done on planet Earth. Now, we're in the middle of that, and if you don't realize that, uh, either you're not watching or you're not paying attention or you're dumbed down with the legacy media telling you what you need to be thinking instead of thinking on your own because there's some really crazy things happening. So I just want to, I said all that to say that as I pray in the Spirit, the Lord speaks to me. Here's another thing. This happened this past October of 2022, and this was on a Wednesday just before 5 o'clock, and I was, had to go minister that night at our church. And uh, I had been praying, I had been studying my notes for the evening meeting, and then I uh, had a, I have a certain place I pray in the upstairs of my home, and I had been praying, and, and um, very clearly after I prayed, and I had been praying in the Spirit, and English, and in the Spirit, back and forth. So I stopped, and I kind of got up, and I sat on the couch beside the chair, I kneeled down by and I was just minding my own business, really. And I heard the Lord speak to me. He said, Mitch, something's going to happen. And when it does, don't stop doing what you're doing. Keep moving forward. Now, he didn't tell me what was coming. He didn't tell me what that applied to. And I still don't know. And it's been all these months. But here's what I do know. 
when something, um, you know, whatever significant happens, I'll be ready. And I know from the Lord, don't stop doing what you're doing. See, he spoke that to me uh, during a season of praying. Let me give you one last illustration of this, and I'll move on to point number five. Um, January 1st was a Sunday. It's the first Sunday of of the year here, uh, 2023. And, uh, you know, I usually get up early in the morning and and I read my notes and such. And then I pray, usually pray, usually on Sundays, I pray two hours in, in the Spirit. I do, two hours. So I got up really early. I had studied my notes. And and uh, while I was studying my notes, I had a cup of coffee. And then I just kneeled down and I started praying. And I prayed for a couple of hours. So, um, and then I came to church, you know, and, and we had praise and worship. And right during praise and worship, God spoke to me about the year 2023. Now, see, the pre- the prelude to this was I had been praying at home, and I had been praying in the Spirit a good bit. I prayed in the Spirit on the way to church because I normally do on my commute. And I was standing there at my chair worshiping with everyone else. And God gave me a word, he said, that would apply to the entire year. So this word came up, and I had the sense that this would apply to 2023 and it's the word stretch this is going to be a year where we stretch that can mean all kinds of things that could mean you're doing things you don't normally do or it's more difficult to do what you normally do or it could be any number of things you can put whatever um whatever slant you want to on that word stretch but he let me know this year would be a year that i would stretch so just encouraging when you're praying in the spirit we're praying the perfect will of God out. And, uh, you know, God can communicate. If you'll pray and then ask the Lord as he wills, it doesn't happen all the time, um, to allow you to, to uh, interpret what you're saying in tongues every once in a while. You'll just have a knowing that comes up from the inside. And you've got to school yourself in this. My encouragement, again, get a journal, a spiritual journal, where you write down perceptions you have. And then you can begin yourself to figure out when you hear the voice of God and when you don't. And so I've been doing that for many years. And uh, these things, it's really been an incredible journey the last few years to pray in the Spirit and then get these things from the Lord because it's helped me uh, stay stable because I pastor a church and I'm a leader of people. And, um, you know, I need to uh, I need to know the direction we're going and I need to be hearing from the Lord. And thankfully, because, because of prayer, it's just amazing how God will speak if you let him. Praying in the Spirit is a tremendous aid in my life. And I want to stir you up. Take some time to pray in the Spirit. Number five is 10 things to know about praying in the Spirit. The fifth reason to pray in tongues is it provides a way to charge yourself spiritually. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself but he who prophesies edifies the church. Then Jude, chap- Jude verse 20, only one chapter in Jude. <clears throat> but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So again, he alludes to the fact in Jude 20 that praying in the Spirit builds you up on your most holy faith. So we all need to be charged up spiritually so can we can face all the negatives that are around us all the time. You know, a car battery is charged by by a little motor called an alternator that is uh, turned by a belt on the front of your engine. Uh, my wife, her automobile, the alternator went out a couple of, uh, last week, and, and, and she just barely made it to a place to get it repaired. And, uh, 
And sure enough, it had to quit putting current into the battery. So here's what an alternator does. Uh, As long as the engine is on and the belts are turning and the alternator is turned by a belt, it's sending an electric charge to the battery. Now, most guys know this. I may not, but... Again, that alternator is necessary to keep that engine functioning, and and it, it gives not only um, it not only gives the charge necessary for the engine to run and for the spark plugs to get their spark to ignite the gas and keep the pistons going and such, but it also charges the battery back and just keeps thinking. And anything else that is uh, electric in the car that uses electricity, see, it's it's uh, it's it's provided by the alternator. Well, if something happens to the alternator. Then you know what happens. The car reverts to the to the uh, electric electrical charge that is residing in your battery, and if there's no charge charging it up while the engine's running, charging them, charging the battery. Guess what? Your battery's going to fail. So Susan was actually driving, and uh, and her uh, a red battery light came on on the dash, and she said, "Oh my!" And her engine began to sound really funny, like it was slowing down. She called me and I said, it looks like your alternator's failing. She got to a place and, you know, we got the thing repaired. But the bottom line was an, an alternator charges your battery and your battery has to be charged so it can stay up for the next time there's a demand put on it when you turn the key to start your engine. So, you know, and, and that's the it's charging a battery is the best way I could describe the charging up that happens to us as believers when we take time to pray in the Spirit. As I said, I always pray in the Spirit before I preach. I've been on many missions, endeavors in various countries. And, you know, doing that, it's very tiring. It's very taxing physically. Traveling is very taxing physically. And, you know, I just make sure I pray in the Spirit uh, both before and after. And um, before I preach, wherever I am, I always take time to pray in the Spirit. And generally, every day I pray in the Spirit. Why? Well, one of the reasons is it builds you up spiritually. Um, He who speaks in a tongue edifies or builds himself up. So again, just getting ready for everyday life, whether you preach or not, it's really wise to keep yourself spiritually charged and spiritually built up by praying in the Spirit. I do that every day, and I want to encourage you to do the same. If you do, you find, you'll find that you will be blessed. So again, my encouragement, keep yourself built up spiritually and pray the will of God as you're praying in other tongues. Lord, I pray for me and all of us today that we would walk with you um, with a tender conscience and with a heart that's towards you. And that, Lord, we'd not stray away or drift from your presence, but we would moment by moment draw near to you so you can draw near to us. And, Lord, I ask you to to bear the point to each person listening, to point home, to pray in the Spirit, take time to pray in other tongues, and then also to build ourselves up spiritually so we can be ready for the challenges we face today and this week. And, Lord, I commit this to you in Jesus' name. My friend, I look forward to continuing this, talking about reasons to pray in the Spirit in our next podcast. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me 
at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.